Do your friends tell you you should start your own podcast? Or are you the friend that has a great idea for a show but don't know how to get it started? Now's the time to take it to the next level with Self Made, the podcast edition. Podcast One and Launchpad One are giving you the opportunity to become the next great podcaster. Compete for a year-long contract worth $100,000 with Podcast One, the biggest podcast network in the business. If you have an existing podcast or you're looking to start your own, Self Made is for you. Open submissions are happening now through September 3rd. Go to launchpad1.com slash self-made to learn more. See official rules and sign up for your chance to win. That's launchpadone.com slash self-made. Live by Live has all of your favorite music and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. Today on the Callahan Podcast, it is a big day in Massachusetts. We're on to phase two, which means we get to sing. The governor is going to let us sing, and Colonnade is going to sing us a couple of show tunes. Uh, Also, uh, peak mask madness at UMass Amherst when they kick three kids, three three hardworking young teenagers out of school for taking a picture without a mask on outdoors. And we ask the question again. What kind of idiot would leave their mask on while taking a picture outdoors? But this is not going to work out well for UMass because there's uh, lots of people who took pictures without masks, including their national championship hockey team. Also, we uh, give you a review of Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. He wasn't bad, but uh, the opening skit, opening sketch was the single worst in SNL history. And we will tell you, we will show you just how far that show has fallen, just how good it used to be. We'll get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they're going to help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. A big day, big day here in Massachusetts. I'm sure it's a big day in in many uh, states and uh, commonwealths around the country because we're getting into a different phase, a different phase uh, of, you know, our, our comeback. Today is phase whatever it is, three or something. And, and, and we have new rules, new rules. They're, um, you know, um, easing some of the restrictions. So we must thank our benevolent uh, dictator in Massachusetts, at least Charlie Baker. Um, today is, which phase is it? Phase whatever, three or something. New rules, and including a big one, a big one at least in the Cullinane household or in the Cullinane world. Today, May 10th, our governor, our government is going to allow singing indoors. I use, my family likes to use our voice. We like to express ourselves through song. So this right. is a big day in the Cullinane household. And I know you're a big singer, and yeah. I know you're a big rule follower, which yeah. means 
you have not been singing indoors for a year now. Oh, by the way, I, I took some I took some shit over the weekend. I posted a picture of my daughter at a play a playground, which appeared to be alone, and she was wearing a mask. I as well was wearing a mask. I took some <laughs> shit on Twitter about it because I like to give Tom Shattuck shit on the show about it. And there was a uh, police officer roaming the facility, making sure everybody was wearing masks. So well, I'm now, I mean, how old is your daughter? Remind my daughter me. is uh, almost four at the end. Almost, of the so she's three years old, and you made this poor <laughs> child wear a mask on listen, the playground. Listen, rules are. What was I going to do? Get into it with the cop? What do you want me to do? The cop what wouldn't do? care. Cops don't care about that. They know how stupid this is. But here in the new rules today that we're going to celebrate, and uh, I mean, this changes our lives. Today, you get to uh, stadiums and ballparks. Uh, can now be at twenty five percent capacity. What are they? I didn't even know that. I thought they already were at twenty five percent. I think it was wasn't it like twelve or seventeen? I, I don't know, but but now yeah. I, I guess something changed. So now it's twenty five percent. Amusement and water parks can reopen at fifty percent. I'm not sure who goes to water parks in on May tenth, but amusement parks can open, but only at fifty percent. Road races and amateur sport tournaments can resume, which is good but road races never should have been uh, suspended in the first place and the big one singing permitted indoors do you know that this does not include dancing i was just reviewing the rules and you can't we haven't got to the point where you can dance yet not yet sorry but uh, this is state phase two and we have a couple more august is a couple of things that, that happen in august i forget what like ball pits can open in August. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody in the comments can, if they've gone to a wedding. But my future brother-in-law was telling me that a wedding he was at recently, they basically mark off the dance floor. You have to wear a mask as you're on the dance floor. I think you also, have to do that. I think it's a rule that you have to put those circles in there. You have to put the circles in, and you're only supposed to dance with the people at your table. <laughs> so, so now, like you know, obviously planning a wedding is is hard enough. Now you got the pandemic, all these rules, and you got to be thinking of, well, who's going to want to dance with? Like when you're building the table out now you got to know that they're going to want to be dancing with each other i i i wonder every day what will be the end to when will be the end of this insanity and the the, the problem is obviously government people like charlie baker are out of control the guy is just so drunk with his own power that he thinks that he can you know legislate singing in people's own homes or and and and, and dancing at weddings I'm, I'm sure most weddings they break these rules and i don't know who you know steps in like the like you know the footloose thing or the the nun and steps in to make sure there's room there for the holy spirit between two people when they're dancing but that it is it never it, it will never cease to amaze me how many karens out there are out there how many tattletales how many people that would be the first ones to tell you know the authorities that 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 little Anne Frank girl, she's up in the attic. I saw her. I saw her. Yes, she's up in the attic. That's the kind of people that are out there now. Every time I tweet about this, I it's not, you know, 50-50, but this, you know, 20% of the people were, oh, don't we got rules. Or my new favorite is, don't you know 500,000 people have died? Okay, sure. I know 500 and something thousand people have died with the coronavirus. What does that have to do with, say, here's a good example, with the size of the crowd at Atlanta Braves game. This is Peter King. Peter King is the ultimate uh, knee-jerk liberal pinhead. I mean, get him off the uh, football beat, and it's time to call AAA. It's a train wreck every time. Peter King is 
you know, one of these guys who operates 100% on emotion. That's all. He doesn't think things through. It's just emotion. He's a big liberal, you know, he loves Biden. You know, they, um, Peter King, someone tweets about how it's great to see Atlanta Braves games, uh, full again, full crowds. Everyone's thinks that's a wonderful thing. Getting back to normal. He writes 570,615 deaths, nothing to see here. Yes, there is Peter. There's a full stadium of people enjoying a game. What does that have to do with 570,000 deaths? <sighs> I mean, do you really, th how many times do we have to do this? I, I know we've done it before. We'll do it again. Dr. Fauci is a clown, is an absolute clown. I realize they still love him on CNN and MSNBC and he does all the Sunday shows, but he's a egomaniac. He's an 80 year old bureaucrat hack, political hack, who's now saying that we might have to continue to use masks like forever during flu season. And he's also saying yesterday, I believe he said we might be able to get back to normal at next Mother's Day. Do you have anyone a sense of what the country is going to look like next Mother's Day? Well, George, I hope that next Mother's Day we're going to see a, a dramatic difference than what we're seeing right now. I believe that we will be about as close to back to normal as we can. And there's, there's some conditions to that, George. We've got to make sure that we get the overwhelming... Uh, you know where he's going. Stop. I'm right. Don't, I don't want to hear... I love this. Every time he's on with one of these 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 media hacks these he, he always uses their first name like their friends it's like even if it's someone like uh, you know john berman on cnn and them oh john let me tell you john this is how it's going to be john they are friends yeah. he appears every freaking day they're best friends he's, he's like one of them he's like one of them every week he looks forward to doing four or five sunday shows saying the same thing over and over again being proven wrong over and over again. Just a quick review. He said after the Super Bowl, he expected a, a an outbreak in Tampa, super spreader event, Super Bowl, then the party in the street didn't happen. He said when the Texas Rangers opened up to full stadiums, that's going to be a problem. Give them a couple weeks, another outbreak, another super spreader event didn't happen. How many times can they, he got, be wrong? I realize they don't care because they're on the same you know political side. They're just like you know, Peter King, Stephanopoulos, they're, they, they're, these are, you know, corporate media hacks, political hacks who don't care. They don't want the country to open up. They're not losing anything. They feel self-importance when we're in a crisis. So they want the crisis to go on and on and on. They don't, again, miss any paychecks. Peter King didn't miss a paycheck. He, he loves to be up on his high horse and looking down and saying, how dare you, you rubes, go to a full stadium and live your lives and dance and sing. Well, what how dare you? Know? Don't you know 570,000 people died and you just want to grab them by the throat? And I, yeah, you know what? I, you know, half a million people or whatever, a couple million people died of cancer too. Does that mean we shouldn't go to games? They're not people, are, you know, mostly at these games are either vaccinated, they're young people, they've had it before, they're not in danger of dying from the virus. The people who are in danger are being either isolated, they were certainly isolated in the in, in certain places like Florida and Texas, and they're vaccinated now. They, if they, they, they can leave their houses now if they want because they're vaccinated. What does it take? I, I realize when you're talking about Fauci, it's his own self-importance, his own worth that's tied into this. If we get through the virus and it certainly seems like we're close. We don't care about him anymore. I don't care about him now, but neither, nobody does. His friend George won't care about him anymore. You know, his friend Chuck, Chuck Todd, they won't call him anymore. He wants this to last forever. Next Mother's Day, he'll be 81 and he'll be talking to us about 
how, you know, we got to be careful. We got to wash our hands. They got to search with this. We're almost through it. I, I'm so tired of media people saying, we're almost there. We're so close. So close to what? So close to what? They think there's going to be a day where bells ring and, you know, the magical trumpets blare and say, oh, it's over now. No, there's a day when if, if you're vaccinated, you're through it. You're done. You don't need a mask. You don't need a distance. You don't need to do anything. I know you. Maybe oh, by law this. you Linda, have to. Be Linda in the comments went and saw uh, Lenny Clark in New Hampshire on Saturday night. No masks. It was Excellent. great. Everybody had a good time. She said Lenny worked in some mask jokes. And then what about um, over the weekend? I'm not a boxing guy, so I didn't follow it. But what was it? 75,000 people at AT&T Stadium. Is in that what it was for that fight? But I don't think, I, I, if I remember correctly last week, wasn't it that all the workers of the stadium had to be masked up, but I think everything else was... Uh, oh, did you see the golf tournament yesterday at Seminole, the uh, whatever it's called, the tournament yeah. that Rory McIlroy won? Watch it again if you see any highlights. Nobody is wearing a mask yep. except the volunteers or the workers uh, and the you know, people who hold up the sign that says, be quiet. Nobody. I, I watched a couple, and I was sitting there going, I, I, this, this, this is like from another time. It was yesterday, and nobody was masked up. Now, I was in D.C., over the weekend and DC is just as bad as Massachusetts as new England. There's all kinds of these mask fanatics around. I was at the airport yesterday and I had a gator, you know what a gator is, right? You pull yep. it up, pull it down, that kind of thing. Just, and I'm waiting in line of security. I get to the front of the security line, show my ID says, uh, you need a surgical mask. I go, what? Yeah. You, that mess isn't good. I go, what? And I had one and I just have, you know, unfortunately, you know what it was? It was a, it was a blue lives matter one. I've showed you before. And I said, Oh, I have one right here. If I didn't, I have no idea what happens. I guess maybe someone else could have given me one. They're pretty <coughs> easily available, but I had to change my mask and I want it so badly. I don't mess around with airport security. I don't want to be <laughs> detained. I want it so badly to say, could you just tell me the difference? What's going to happen if I wear this gator and not that mask? What, what is the difference? There is zero well, the logic. Gator, the gator is not. What was it? N ninety. What was it? Like yeah, neither N is N ninety five mask. You know the whatever the actual the guy said surgical mask, and I'm thinking, of course I don't have a surgical mask. I'm not a surgeon, but it is amazing how people accept things without asking questions. Well, this, is, look, this, was, this was my question before you went off into the DC thing was at AT&T stadium. I believe the workers all, it was mandatory Right, the fans. I believe it was optional. And I wanted to know, was it optional yet moderately endorsed? Right? Because I didn't see a, a lot of masks to your point was the golf event. It was optional likely to wear a mask. Did, right. they, did they kind of push it on people and everybody didn't wear one and has had enough, obviously. Well, I mean, people don't want to wear them outdoors. It's just that that, that point where they go, I'm outside. Uh, I was at Arlington national cemetery, which is the greatest place in the world to, you know, to spend a, a couple hours. It's the best tourist attraction in DC. One of the best in the world. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, we're outdoors. We are totally socially distanced. We just walked around the grounds and looked at you know, monuments. And we went to the tomb of the unknown soldier, which you have to stay a distance. I used to be the last time I went, you get pretty close. Can't do that anymore. You have to back off. You can't get too close. And the security guy came up to me like two or three times. Oh, sir, mask up, mask up. I'm going, what? I'm outdoors. There's no one within 50 feet of me except my wife. And I'm going, 
really? I didn't, you know, make a big deal. I just put the mask up and, you know, later on, whether I was, you know, drinking some water or talking, I'd pull it down. And then two minutes later, another security guy, sir, sir, mask up. I'm like, could you explain to me what is going to happen if my mask slips down? I'm outdoors in a big cemetery, by the way, surrounded by heroes who fought and died for this country. I'm not going to make that leap and say they fought for my right to not wear a mask, but it did feel a little odd that I'm in the middle of Arlington Cemetery, nobody within my, you know, wind blowing sun and everything, and they got security guys, these hack security. Sir, sir, mask up. I'm like, okay, now are we all bet, we all okay now? I pulled my gator up over my nose. Are we all okay now? You know, you know, are you good? Are you gonna be good, Audie Murphy over there? Are you gonna be good? You, you know, survive with the with, with the mask up. Anyway, DC is just as bad, if not worse, than New England right now, than Massachusetts right now, because there are so many people who don't care. They don't care if it makes sense. They just Tell me what to do. They're all like Dave Colony. Tell me what to do, and I'll do it. We're going to get to the UMass. I mean, and I've said this many times in the last year. We have said this. We've talked. We've had many stories where we said this has reached peak insanity, peak coronavirus insanity. I think we've reached it in 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 in, in Massachusetts once again, and I'm not sure we're ever going to top it with this story out of UMass Amherst. Now, right there and then, you know, it's going to be extreme and insane and, and wrong because it's UMass Amherst. They don't need logic. They don't need to make sense. They want to top other people, other places and say, we care more. We follow the rules here. And the three girls, if you haven't heard, three girls got suspended, kicked out of school essentially for the semester. No credits. They lose their money. <clears throat> they lose all the time and effort they put in because they took a picture outdoors without masks, off campus, outdoors, not related to school, and posted it. And, and the worst part is not that some administrator, because these people are the worst. These They all make $200,000. They do nothing. These UMass administrators are the worst people in the world. It's the, it's the ones who, who ratted them out. Somebody called the administrator and said, did you see this picture of these students off campus, outdoors, smiling for the cameras, brought it to the attention of UMass. UMass said, you're out. Initially, they kicked them off campus and allowed them to take their classes virtually. Then someone said, not good enough. Cut them off from virtual school, virtual classes, kicked them out. One of the girls is the valedictorian of her high school class. These are smart kids who took pictures. Again, my, my first question, and I've been wondering this for a while now, why does anyone take a picture with a mask on? Why would you do that? <laughs> what? Don't you automatically, it's kind of like, you know, smiling for the camera or whatever, putting your drink down. <laughs> if you're taking a picture, you say, okay, let's take well, a picture. Say, like in indoor dining rules, you have to, obviously, they tried to get you to take it, take it on and off as you're literally eating your food. Why wouldn't the same apply? And then some, if you're outdoors of all places, taking a picture like why couldn't they take I mean I would think if you're holding the camera and it's not a, so, and, and you're taking a picture of a friend or a, you say okay pull the mask down we're taking yeah. a picture when you see photographs of people like I don't know like Peter King with double masked I think what's the point you're going to look back years from now and say remember this great picture we took at the game or at the at the graduation or whatever at the and you had masks on you'd look like an idiot of course you pull your mask down and take a picture what who wouldn't so these girls 
like normal human beings took pictures, took a picture smiling, look like good kids, good friends, you know, obviously good students and some rat called their, their, the picture with their, I'm not sure why we have to blurt out their faces, but they're smiling and they're enjoying themselves outdoors off campus. And you say, okay, that's not the business of the school. And it isn't, but the school steps in and says, no, 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 you broke the rules. You're gone. Kicked out. One of the fathers says it'll cost them $16,000, $16,000 each for that. And again, I understand the people in the administrators in UMass, many of them are just awful, awful people, just nosy, busy bodies who don't mind ruining the life, a child's life because they want to show they get power. They suck. But somebody, and I'd love to know, we'll probably never know, somebody called the administration and said, do something about this. And I just want to say, can you please explain to me why? Can you please explain to me what they're doing? And I tweeted about this, and we we talked about this earlier, and I'm sure, I don't know if you're looking at the uh, Facebook comments, but I'm sure we'll get somebody who says, yeah, rules are rules, or 570,000 people died. I get that, and I just can't believe it. I say, okay. 570,000 mostly elderly, obese people died. That's tragic. They died with the coronavirus. Most of them had other issues. That's awful. Many of them were not protected in nursing homes, in soldiers' homes, such as in Massachusetts. The governor dropped the ball, allowed veterans to die. We know what happened in Michigan and New York and New Jersey. They took coronavirus positive patients, put them in nursing homes, and killed elderly people. What does it have to do with these three girls, these three 19-year-old girls? What does that have to do with them? They're endangering nobody. If you think they are, you're a damn fool. You're just a fool. If you think three 19-year-olds taking a picture without masks are endangering other people's health. If you believe that, I'm just going to say, take a few minutes today, take an hour, sit down at your computer, maybe Google some things and read up. If you think three 19-year-old girls are putting, you know, grandma's life in danger, you are a damned fool and you shouldn't be making uh, the rules. You shouldn't be setting the agenda. You should be ashamed of yourself because you're an idiot. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. And every time I tweet about this, I get pictures of like five-year-old hockey players and you see it, Colin, playing with masks, trying to breathe. And you say, what are you accomplishing here? What are, what are you doing? Do you think you're really protecting public health? Because you're not. You know you're not. You know it's insane to put a child in it with a mask and make it hard for them to breathe while they're playing soccer or you know, hockey or anything. It's It doesn't and, – and, and I got these tweets yesterday, people saying, you know, they're, they're going to go home and kill their grandmother. Okay, can someone explain to me why their grandmother is not vaccinated? What I mean, is this woman – does she not have access? Because there's access to the vaccines. If you want it, you should be vaccinated. Why would the grandmother not already be vaccinated a long time ago? My answer is she is. So the kid is not endangering his grandmother. And by the way, kids don't get it. They don't give it in any real measurable numbers. They don't. So stop doing this to kids, including 19-year-old kids. I mean, I can't imagine being that 19-year-old or her father or her friend. Fortunately, 
she did nothing wrong. The three of them did nothing wrong. Well, what hold on. Hold on. I don't, well, I'm not going to defend this decision, obviously, but from this, from the standpoint of what the rules were, they were. Isn't it not so much? Yes, it's about the mask, the issue right now at hand. But isn't it so much that they went to a party and you shouldn't have been? They shouldn't have been having the party in general. Isn't that the rule? Uh, well, no. I mean, I think if you took that picture, party. if you took that picture with masks. You're they're, fine. Yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're right. You're fine if you're taking that picture. But and, they're still. And what happened immediately? Obviously, the parents, the families, said, "What about the hockey team? The hockey team won the national title. Congratulations to the UMass Redmen. That's these, the UMass Minutemen." But the and and they celebrated with the crowd when they came back to campus and they high five and they weren't wearing masks. They shouldn't be because they're you know, again, nineteen year old kids. They're healthy. They were outdoors. They were celebrating. No problem. No, they weren't kicked out of school. They weren't reprimanded. So the families of the girls are saying, why does it not apply to the hockey team? Just to us. And immediately, and I love this. I'm looking at, uh, I don't know. I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at Twitter and there's our guy, uh, John Featherston tweeting out a picture of Marty Walsh, former mayor of Boston. Uh, now, uh, labor secretary <laughs> talk about, uh, out kicking your coverage. Talk about uh, exceeding expectations. Somewhere in uh, Greater Boston, there's a uh, guidance council saying, "Geez, I thought that guy would uh, be lucky to, you know, hold a paper route. And now he's the labor secretary. He's a cabinet position. But anyway, picture of him, a couple of uh, attractive young females outside at a party, no masks. A picture of." Uh, Joe Biden taking pictures outside, no masks. There's thousands of those. And you're going to ruin the lives. Essentially, what you're doing to 19-year-old kids, kicking them off campus, ruining their, their, you know, their plan to graduate on time, costing their families tens of thousands of dollars because they took a picture. That, to me, should infuriate everyone. Even if you're an idiot like Peter King, who is a friggin' idiot, who thinks that somehow... 570,000 people died because college kids went outdoors without masks. Peter King has to understand this. I know he's not dumb. I know he's just really annoying. You have to understand there's no connection, Peter. There's no connection between 19-year-old children outdoors with masks or four-year-old children, in the case of Dave Cullinan, outside without masks and 500,000 elderly mostly elderly, mostly obese people dying, many of them, you know, half or so in nursing homes. There's no connection. There's no connection. That's like saying, oh, look, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I got to clip my toenails today. You know, I, I better be careful because 500,000 people died. What's the connection? There's none. Kids going outdoors, taking pictures with no masks has nothing to do with 15,000 senior citizens killed in New York nursing homes or uh, whatever the, Hundreds killed in in in, in Holyoke soldiers' home. That's on that blood is on the hands of the governors. The governors did that to those people. The kids without masks did not. Couldn't Zero the school? Connection. I mean, obviously the punishment is just absolutely absurd. But couldn't the school have just asked those girls to take COVID tests, like and show <laughs> COVID tests and be done with it? Would never. See, see, you're you're an idiot, Colleen. I often say, but you're smarter than they are. It's a simple question. Yeah, right. <laughs> take. If you want, sure, take a COVID test. Does anyone think they're COVID positive? Of no, course not. No, they don't care. It has nothing to do with COVID. It is a the ultimate in virtual virtue signaling. Look at us. We care so much about public health that we're going to go to the extremes and kick these these children out of school. It's insane. 
I, I hope the family, I don't, I know, they'll, I know eventually they'll get an apology. Teach them a lesson. Put them in jail. Teach them, teach them a lesson. Oh, if you're, I, if you're want, I want these families to sue, to not just accept an apology or accept, a, you know, whatever, it's compromise. I want them to sue for all they're worth. These people are evil. If you're an administrator and you make this decision and you say, this 19-year-old kid who's done everything right, again, one of them's a valedictorian. They look like good kids, smart kids done everything right you're throwing their life upside down you're ruining their life at that at this point and you're doing it with pleasure because you're vile you're just an awful awful person and you know what you won't even find out who it is who's actually making the call it'd just be some official statement from the school but it's not good enough to, for them to eventually get some apology and some compromise these people must be outed embarrassed and the, the parents, the family must sue. It's just disgusting how little, I mean, these are alleged liberals who are supposed to care about people. They don't care about people. They don't care about these kids. They don't care about 19 year olds, uh, you know, whose whole life is, uh, uh, you know, their school, their grades, their finals, you know, doing well, performing well. They just kick them out of school for uh, not wearing a mask, not doing drugs, not drinking, you know, not whatever, taking a photograph where they can actually, where you can see their smile, you know, not covered up. Endorsing, endorsing kids or parent, like snitching on each other. It's just right. such an awful atmosphere that has been created on just nonsense. The, the, that is so true. That is one of the worst kind of outgrowths from this is the, is the, are the people, the, again, the people who would say, yeah, that, 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 that young girl, Anne Frank, I saw her, she's up in the attic, you know, rules are rules. Not, a, not supposed to have uh, you know, Jewish kids in your attic. So rules are rules up in the attic. There she is, sir, uh, officer. I mean, this is disgusting that you take time and energy out of your day to email or, or call the administration and say, These, I know they're students. I know they were off campus. They were outside. But they rules are rules. Are we getting any of that on the comments? Because oh. I got some of this on Twitter and I was like, F you. I didn't even have the patience to like respond. People saying, hey, rules are rules. These kids should be kicked out of school. The parents should have to pay, you know, $50,000, burnt, lighted on fire because, you know, we got rules. The rules don't have to make any sense, but we got rules. Oh, these people are the worst. And, you know, it's been revealing. They've been exposed, just the, these kind of people, and they should be, you know, shunned in polite society. If you're the kind of person who's telling a child, three-year-old to wear a mask at the playground or kind of ratting on these kids, you're an awful human being, an awful human being. Yeah, I think you probably know that already. But It is it is funny. I mean, just the fact that literally last month they were having a party outdoors and uh, student athletes were wearing no masks. Like there is literally- There's a million, and I know, and you could see video of it. And there's yeah. students, they're outside, no masks. Nobody says a word. They won the national title. So that means if you win a big game, you can do it. The virus isn't a problem if you. It's like when we in Has the June, hockey coach come out. I should look this up. Has the hockey coach come out? He's a, he's a good guy. He's he's well known in the community. Absolutely should come out on behalf to uh, supporting these girls. And yes, just, that's because a good the hockey, point. Because the hockey team is a symbol right now that they're using, obviously. So he should absolutely come out and send some kind of message of support for the, especially the parents who we don't even know the names, right? They're they're protecting their names and everything like that. Because I'd love to track them down too. Um, right, they have the first names. Yep. Uh, Kristen they, uh, and Scott are two parents from Andover, I believe. I've seen. Yes, and they talked to yeah. the, the, you know, the 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 parents talked to, uh, I don't know, the CBS, and they said, uh, 
the the father RJ don't give his last name says I just want the university to be equitable yep. and fair good word RJ because you know there's just no equity here I don't sense a lot of equity and the mother says this is heartbreaking um, they got suspended they studied remotely from their homes had to leave campus everything uh, you know they were they were getting through getting by wasn't good enough somebody said no not good enough shut them off. They were no longer allowed to take their class classes remotely. They had to, they had to leave school and lose their money and lose their credits. Oh God, this, I don't know why this upsets me. Maybe because, you know, as a UMass grad, I'm embarrassed, but I tweeted out and, and, and I, I've done this like you know, dozens of times since examples of other people doing this or worse. Like there was a story of a high school kid, pitcher who won a game and there's a picture in the in the boston herald he's pitching with a freaking mask on and he won the game the story in the herald was about what a great pitching performance the mask didn't it was barely covering his mouth his nose was exposed so i immediately said this kid should be this game should be forfeited this kid should be kicked out of school those are the rules right why aren't they the rule why why don't you have rules across the board i mean if you're one of these people saying hey rules are rules why don't they kick this high school kid out of school? He pitched with a mask that wasn't protecting any of us. I think he was endangering the health of all of us and all of our parents and grandparents. It's stupid, but that's the rule. Why? If we're going to apply the rules for all you rules people, where are, you know where are the rules with that example? And it just doesn't end. It never ends. The people defending these girls are going to come up with a hundred examples of people, including you know the president. And vice president outdoors, no masks. <sighs> but you know, I'm going to try to focus on the positive today. We can sing indoors, Dave. Why don't you sing? You know, sing. Give me one of your, uh, you know, hits. Play I'd one like to be put on the spot with my voice. It's something I have to warm up for a while. But yeah, I'll I'll get my singing in with my family in our own private time. How we like to enjoy ourselves, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do it again. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, you know, cooler heads prevail. Although. I guarantee it won't be some UMass administrator. They got no problem with this. They got no problem ruining these girls' lives, flexing their muscles, saying, look at us, because I know that place. I know Amherst. I know UMass. There's no bigger virtue signalers in the world, and they will be saying right now, look at us to the rest of the world. We take this seriously. 570,000 people died, and we will not allow this kind of reckless behavior. Girls smiling for a camera. I mean, and it's, it, I know you cover their eyes or whatever, but they look happy. They look well adjusted. They look good like kids, friends, just having a good time in college, which you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be miserable just because that, 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 that rat Fauci's miserable. It's not supposed to be, you know, your life is not supposed to suck because, you know, 570,000 people died or because your governor killed dozens of senior citizens in the, in the soldier's home. You're still supposed to go out and enjoy your life. You're enjoying your college experience. You're not supposed to go to the playground when you're four years old with a mask. Okay. Just so you know, but this will not go away. This will, this will happen again and again and again, and we'll say it again and again. And it'll be like, when, when can we just say it's over? Stadiums are full. People are back. Hell, you know, kids are, we're running road races. By the way, does that mean you gotta wear a mask today? We're allowed to have road races which is another one of those things that never should have been delayed or canceled or postponed or anything. A year ago, we knew that it wasn't uh, 
people weren't getting the virus outdoors. We could have done these road races. Hell, if you want to socially distance, you can stay away from other runners. You don't have to be, you know, right next to other runners. These are young, generally young, fit, healthy people. They're not susceptible. They should be out running. The idea that you should stay home where you get the virus indoors rather than out running a 5K, again, is insane. Our leaders, the people making the rules are just the worst people. They're just fools. They're clowns. And history will be will mark them. Not not yet, because people writing the history are like Peter King. But someday there will be people looking back on this time when we're putting masks on three-year-olds and, and kicking families off of planes mm. and, 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 and scolding people who are walking around Arlington National Cemetery because their mask isn't covering their nose and say, what happened to America? What happened to what happened to society during that time? We all lost, uh, we shouldn't say we all, the people in charge, the people making the rules, lost their minds, got drunk on power, and didn't really care if it made any sense. Didn't really care if these measures made sense, prevented death. They don't, but they don't have to. As long as you have Karens, you know, like, like, like Peter King out there, virtue signaling, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to make them feel good, make them feel like they're protecting society and they're concerned with public health. It's just disgusting. But did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. We we uh we got to get to Turtle Boy. We got to get to uh, hey. this story. Here he is. Hold on, let me introduce you. Okay, I know I've kissed your ass a lot, Colin. He's, gonna... he's a he's a guest today. He's not a sidekick. Yes, he's we a wanted guest. to bring he's we wanted to bring Turtle Boy on 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 a Monday to uh to to tip my cap, my shake concrete cap to you, to salute you. I tweeted about this and I mean it, man. I think if you're young and you want to know what journalism is. You don't really get the sense, you know, watching George Stephanopoulos, you certainly don't get the sense reading the Boston Globe or New York Times. Those aren't journalists. That isn't journalists. If you want to see what journalism, what it is, read Turtle Boy's blog story from the other day. We talked about it, the, the you know, the, the Michaela, Michaela Miller story. Do I have that right? Yeah. yeah Mikhail, right. Mikhail Miller, well, yeah. I always get her mixed up with Micaiah. Uh, Michaela, the story from um, Hopkinton, you, you did an amazing job. Um, 
and we're not right, done with that. There's more to come today. Oh, I saw that you teed that. I mean, and I I'm frustrated for you, Turtle Boy, because I was telling Davis this is a national story. This has everything. Well, I mean, guess who's in my inbox this morning, Jerry? Who is um uh, I don't Jesse Kelly. Uh, his name's Andy No. Oh, that's a good one. I got to get back to him. I so said he sent me a DM, so I got to get him back. Good, because that's right up his alley. He's a he's a guy who's on the street, you know. As we know, he's covering oh, uh, yeah. Antifa. He he has a book out called Unmasked, exposing Antifa. They don't, you know, the the to, the establishment media doesn't like him because they're, you know, they doesn't don't like people who who badmouth their friends in BLM and Antifa. But what you did here was just expose so many people, including your friend Monica Cannon Grant, but also. Ayanna Presley and other Tito Jackson, these people who used the death of this child, the 16-year-old girl, if you don't remember the story, if you haven't read up, 16-year-old girl committed suicide, and everyone knows it. Turtle Boy gave you the text messages proving it, and what you did was indict not just these activists, these, these awful people, these activists, but the cops, too, because people know. In the school. And the school people know she committed suicide, and they're allowing this charade to go on. In the DA's office, they they they've seen all of this. It's it's very obvious. This girl had a serious mental health issue. Not only that, she was arrested. Like uh, her mother was arrested in March of 2020 for beating her with a bat in the car with a bat, which she ended up blame. She tried to get out of it by blaming it on her daughter, but she literally beat her with the bat. That's what it says in the, in the police report. This girl was abused. Her father killed himself by the way. So she's obviously got issues here. She just went through a bad breakup. You read those text messages. This girl's your heart breaks for her because right. she was screaming out for help and no one was there for her. The only person in her life who cared for her is now being called a murderer. The ex-girlfriend who was trying to make sure she's all right, did the responsible thing, emailed the guidance counselor, literally told her, I'm worried that she's going to hurt herself. And they did nothing. And then she hurt herself. They should be sued. And I hope they get a lawyer and they sue the pants off of that vile hag Monica Cannon Grant for literally naming a child. They're throwing a child's name out there. The The amount of outrage that you should have for this story is astronomical, what they're doing in the name I of agree. social justice. I agree. The amount of outrage, if people read about this, it would be, you know, the lead story on, on Tucker. I mean, on uh, whatever, on Laura Ingram, they would be all over this. If we had real journalists at former newspapers like the Boston Globe, it'd be page one above the fold because not only is this activist Monica Cannon using the death of a child, lying about it? By the way, she said she was murdered and um, by five tied to a tree, which isn't true. One of them lynched is by five five friends. The cops know that's not true. The cops refuse to, or the uh, the town refuses to um, uh, release. Uh, I guess you'd call it exculpatory. Put out the fire. Put out the fire. I mean, how hard right, to is say this is this is not true. These people are lying. So they have a rally <clears throat> and you attend it, but they have a rally in Hopkinton to advance this lie, this political expedient lie that this poor African-American lesbian girl was lynched. Again, if their their story were true, it would be the single biggest story in the world right now in the world. There'd be mm -hmm. helicopters and satellite trucks all over the place. But everybody knows it's not true. Some admit it, like you, and some show you why it's not true. Others keep it keep it quiet. 
because it's not going to help our, our narrative. That to me is so disgusting. Right. And again, Ayanna Presley, who has, is held accountable by nobody, can say, can lie, can whatever. She knows that's not true, and she goes with the narrative. And she she's should a congresswoman. She should be sued. Just because you're a congresswoman does not mean that you're allowed to defame 16-year-old children, call them murderers, and put their lives in danger. I mean, you put it, uh, you've seen all the online threats that these children have received as right. a result of this. Monica Cannon Grant put their names out there. And the, this woman has been legitimized by the Boston Globe and all these other media outlets. They know what kind of person she is. This is not a secret. We've been blogging about her for a year now. Right. And they intentionally cover it up and throw awards at her. And all this does is legitimize her behavior. It's disgusting. And they, they're equally to blame. The Globe is not just ignoring this. They are making her a civil rights icon, which only legitimizes the things that she's saying. And because they're so gutless and scared to be called a racist, that they will literally put kids' lives in danger. It's it's so infuriating. I wish everybody, I'm begging, I'm imploring everyone to read the, the blog because it's you you do this essentially by yourself, right? Yeah, There's the globe. A globe. Yes. No, the globe I mean, the globe's not what it used to be in terms of manpower, but they have a couple of hundred people that you know they're activists. They're not journalists, but they work there. They get paid. Yeah, I realize they're you know essentially charity cases. John Henry, you know, pays them to essentially do nothing, advance his political agenda. But they're too young. They're, these these reporters, Jerry, they're too young. I mean, uh, Monica Cannon Grant called one of them her homegirl. At the uh, protest, <laughs> the protest the other day. that's my homegirl right there. It, the fact that she's calling a reporter no. who covers her her homegirl is everything that is the problem with this whole thing. And these reporters, they're all like, you know, late 20s and stuff like that. These are the kind of women that go on Twitter and get mad at Gr Glenn Greenwald and then claim that he's putting their life in danger because he criticized the crappy job that they do. And then they'll, they'll, they'll what these big companies will do is they'll, these reporters will get older, they'll want to raise. And right. they'll say, no, we can hire some 25-year-old to do the job for you. And they're untalented. They don't know what they're doing. And this is the state of the media today. It, it is amazing. But here's the, here's, I can give them a little tip, little tip. You don't have to do any legwork or you don't have to do a lot of legwork. How about you read Turtle Boy's blog? And then you understand this whole thing is a sham. The whole thing is a charade used to advance their radical agenda. Um and and it's disgusting because they're real victims. I mean, I'm not just talking about Michaela's a victim. Michaela Miller, she's gone. It's it's awful. It's it's, right. it's and, and as long as we ignore but, the actual cause of her death, which was suicide, you're never getting to the root of the problem because there's other kids out there feeling like they you could use this spotlight now to raise money for a nonprofit that actually deals with suicide prevention. Mental health is a crisis in this country, especially with coronavirus and what we've done to these kids for the last year. But no, we're just going to go with this fantasy, this make believe that she was lynched so we don't solve anything. Think of think of that. Everybody knows, you know it, obviously the police chief knows it, the poet, Ayanna Presley knows it, she lies about it, but they all know the girl, this girl didn't get murdered. Mm -hmm. They know these four other kids are not responsible. They don't care. These children, and again, they're children, they're 16 year old children, they're expendable. So they use them to advance. I mean, think of how insane, how wrong how, uh, th that is, how immoral that is. They're using 16 year old children to advance their racist agenda. This is coming only this one willing to call them out. The, I mean, it's obvious. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from you, but before you even step foot in Hopkins, you knew it was a charade, right? You knew 
Of course. You knew she didn't like, like you said, common sense. Common sense. If right. this should be national news, it took place on Main Street. And if you did the reverse, you know, if it were, you know, white guys or whatever, white supremacists doing this instead of uh, a black racist like Monica Cannon Grant, it'd be a massive story that'd say they're lying about these children. They're lying about 16-year-old children to advance their agenda. It's insane. And nobody except you calls them out. But amazing job. If you haven't read it, there's also a little throwaway line in there about Turtle Boy trying to hang himself with an electrical cord. Maybe I mean, I can relate to this girl, you know? I've been there before. It's like, I know I, I had a mental breakdown three months ago. I don't hide it. And I understand what she's going through. And I understand what it's like to feel like that, right? And, but luckily I had people that were there to help me. She had nobody, she was alone. And that's And you're, you're advancing the story again today. You're gonna have something today. Rachel Rollins is involved in this. And Ooh. Jerry, I heard you talking about that UMass story. I got a picture. I got a picture coming out of a pretty high-ranking UMass official violating his own COVID rules. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Excellent, because we need to defend these kids. They need to get back in school and finish their semester because they did nothing right. wrong. It's it's utter madness. We've reached uh, – I'd like to say – Because I took some time off from the campaign. Here. You know, election day is today, Jerry. I thought it was tomorrow. Today? Today. Uh, hold. That's where I was just holding signs. All over town, I got 42 honks and one middle finger. That's it. You know, I brought, you bring the kids out. They like kids. It's kind of creepy if you don't have kids in your for school committee. <laughs> so I'm out there, you know, bring them around. And I uh, got 42 honks and we'll be out there. So Holden, we're starting the revolution today. Excellent. So tomorrow we may be talking about uh, Turtle Boy as a member of the school committee. Turtle Boy elect. Turtle Boy elect member yeah. of the school committee. That will be great. And these meetings are all on video. So we'll get to see just how you perform and in this group and see how everyone uh, yeah. <laughs> all right well we'll be looking for that turtle but i'm glad you you know didn't actually finish the job with the uh, with the extension cord and i'm glad you you attended the rally the other day because it was great work it was journalism at its best and again i realized the people at the globe they're frauds the herald's kind of understaffed the worcester telegram they got an agenda just steal from Turtle Boy, okay? Steal it. It's such it's, good stuff. Yeah, steal this one. You can have this one. <laughs> it's important work. But uh, Andy, so, and, so Andy No jumps in your DMs, and now you start dressing nice for the show. Get a nice. It's election, election day. Is it's election day. Yeah, yeah, you pay attention to the election day. You can't be wearing a goofy green hats and sweatshirt. Exactly. No hats. Uh, right, good well. luck. Good luck. Good luck in the election today, Turtle Boy. We'll be checking in, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. All right. Thanks and for again, having me. I, I see. I don't even know, Cullen, if you actually read Turtle Boy's blog. I did. I read all I read all Turtle Boy's blog. I'm a turtle rider. They're the ones who make fun of me in the comments. But this box. was in-depth, and it was important, and everybody, you know, I can't tell you, implore people enough to, to, get, to read this because it's so disturbing. Again, this poor girl, she was troubled, and everyone yeah. knew it. And she, she, I mean, obviously troubled. She walked 1,300 steps from an apartment to a tree and, and hanged herself killed herself that's awful that story is so tragic and but and, as you as you guys were talking about that and it, it, i've always prefaced i know nothing about mental health but how about the girl or the ex-girlfriend right she's going through a whole whirlwind of shit right now too she needs somebody on her team she needs somebody uh, a voice for her because uh, right. I, i'm not trying to allude to anything but i mean being that age with all this attention on you and you look like public enemy number one i hope you know Thankfully, Turtle Boy is pointing out this stuff, so somebody's looking after her at the same time because that's a dangerous position to be in as well. It's true, and it's amazing. Just to, to summarize, four kids, especially, you know, first of all, that girl, the, the girlfriend of the deceased girl, the girlfriend of Michaela Miller killed herself, and three other kids. 
are all being blamed by Monica Cannon Grant become being called murderers essentially. And politicians like the despicable Ayanna Presley are fueling the fire of this, are supporting Monica Cannon Grant. And by the way, not just the Globe obviously supports her, as she said, she called the reporter her homegirl. I mean, the Globe will probably honor her. The Celtics honored her. I, you know, other teams. And the, she has an office paid for by the city. She has people in the suburbs, guilty white women in the suburbs, who send her money. That's how she makes money. They send her money because, you know, slavery. <laughs> That's These are reparations, personal reparations. She is the ultimate grifter. And she took her group out to Hopkinton and lied about these other children. And the only one calling her out is our guy, Turtle Boy. It was incredible, the the, the job he did on this. And the, he's got all the texts proving that the cops the school, the town, everybody knew she committed suicide, but they're not releasing them or not standing up and, and, and defending these other children because they're afraid of that mob. It's got everything. It's like a, you know, the ultimate 2021 story where it's got, you know, this racial grievance, this, 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 uh, this mob uh, alleged justice, which is not this mob injustice and these cowering, frightened, public officials who will not defend these children because they don't want to face the mob. Maybe the mob will come to their house. Maybe the Twitter mob will come after him. Maybe Ayanna Presley will come after him if they tell the truth and defend these innocent children. It's madness. Well, what, like, what happens what, from a journalistic standpoint? Like, What happens to the globe if, if they write a story on some of this information that Turtle Boy is putting out there? Which, by the way, and, and I have all the respect in the world for what Turtle Boy does, do you think that those globe reporters aren't getting some of this in their inbox and in their DMs? Good question. I mean... They're choosing to ignore it because Here's they're, my question. they're afraid of the backlash too. Here's my question, Colin. I picture a reporter, and he's right. They're all in their twenties. There are these ideologues that, you know, that and and you know, far not just liberals. I mean, far left liberals who went into journalism to change the world, just like the New York Times. The people working at the New York Times have no interest in journalism. They have no interest in breaking stories. They want to change the world. And by the way, they're they're doing it. You know critical race theory, the 1619 project being taught in schools. That's their goal to, uh, to quote Obama, to fundamentally transform this country. That's why they get into journalism. They look at the story. Here's my question. If you're a reporter at the globe and you cover the story and you read turtle boy, doesn't it, you know, lights go off and say, Holy crap, this is a great story. I got to get my head out of my ass and forget my, my, my ideology ideology and do the story. These kids, hell, just for the kids, the kids who were being blamed, being called murderers, just for their sake. How about you do a little journalism and you report the facts here and you expose the frauds? That's used to be why people went into journalism. That used to be a dream for journalism. You wake up, a journalist, you wake up in the morning and you have a story like this, where the politicians are slimy and the and the activists are 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 are, are lying and kids are being victimized and. Instead, you go along with the mob. You're, she's calling out her homegirl who works for the Globe. Or, or, I, I don't know. or have some balls and go the other way. Like, just go all in. Like, why don't you post a GoFundMe link for Michaela's mother? Like, why don't you get it up towards $100,000 instead of fifty two? what it's at right now? Like, just figure out which angle instead of because we know which side you're on, but you're just ignoring 
the facts. And well, first of all, we know what your role is. Your role is to uncover the truth. And Turtle Boy, he's a blogger. He's not a fucking journalist. He is a blogger. Like he is the one. He, he, he's, he's a journalist. I mean, that again, no, no, that, that is journalism. He, I mean, there is in journalism. They used to say you, you comfort the afflicted. You afflict the comfortable. And what he does here is he afflicts the comfortable. The comfortable is someone like Monica Cannon Grant, the ultimate grifter, the ultimate con artist who's, who again is scamming the taxpayers and the citizens of Boston and, and, and intimidating people because she can scare up a mob and come after you. Turtle Boy stands up to her. The Globe supports her. I mean, that's the difference. And I don't know where the TV stations are. I don't know where, you know, the magazines like Boston Magazine are. But this is a great story that they should all be on and they should be exposing her for the, the 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 despicable human being that she is and they should be asking you know ayana presley a couple questions do you really think these kids committed murder and you accuse the police in this country of murdering 70 people in the last two weeks do you have any proof any examples but they don't they don't they're not there for answers they're there to protect the powerful they're there to comfort the comfortable that's what the Boston Globe does. That's what the New York Times and, you know, the George Stephanopoulos do. They comfort the comfortable. They do not look, they don't protect people, the marginalized, the victimized. They don't care about them. They care about, you know, the, the, the current administration, the media, the, the, the you know, the, 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 uh, the, the people in power who are making the rules. Those are their allies. They don't care about people like these children, these 16 year old kids in, in Hopkinton who are being accused of murder, essentially no big deal. You know, we'll let them go for, we'll let them go for it. Good luck. Monica Cannon Grant. Thank God for turtle boys. All I'm going to say, cause if he weren't doing it, they'd have carte blanche. They'd be going nuts. It'd be, you know, it'd be, you know, open season on these children who, uh, who, whose friend, by the way, killed herself, whose friend killed herself, and they're Email, being blamed. Emails and texts just begging for help, and nobody helps this, in the situation. Like uh, That seems newsworthy to me in some extent, but listen, they yeah, we know what's going on. It's the ultimate in news. That's news. I mean, I wonder, again, what if they I know there's no editors. They're just ideologues at the Globe, but do they read Turtle Boy and say, you know, maybe there's more to the story here. Maybe Monica Cannon Grant's not exactly a civil rights leader. Maybe she is a, a, a liar and a grifter. You know, maybe, you know, we should take a look at both sides. But they don't because they have an agenda and they don't care about the news. But uh, anyway, good luck today to Turtle Boy running for school committee out there in Holden and uh, breaking more news. He promised to have an update involving Rachel Rollins, the uh, radical DA. Uh, and um, some photos, which I'm looking forward to, of some UMass administrators, total freaking hypocrites, um, who were photographed without masks. I guess they'll all have to be kicked out of school. I guess they'll have to lose their jobs. I mean, the rules are the rules, Colin. Like I always say, we have rules for a reason. We must follow them. I assume Marty Walsh has already resigned as uh, labor secretary. He was caught uh, in a photograph without a mask, rules are rules. And now these UMass administrators, I assume all, I assume they uh, have to uh, vacate the national title, kind of like when Marcus Camby went to the Final Four. 
vacate it. No, but, but the, the massless photos of the hockey team didn't impact the game. They followed the rules during the game. So just suspend hey, them. Who cares about no, they won the game. No, kick them. I'd say uh, uh, dismantle the whole program. Just oh. cancel hockey at UMass. They're turning the they damn thing around. Like they finally got it. And they got a great they coach. They can't follow the rules. You know, what are you going to do? Rules are rules for a reason. They're endangering our grandparents. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's good. Turtle Boy's going to expose some more of these frauds later today. So can't wait. Keep it up, Turtle Boy. A couple more things. A couple more things, uh, uh, Cullinane. We haven't even got to Saturday Night Live. I know and I know. I get all fired up about this uh, mask story, but okay, we won't spend that much time on it. All I'm going to say is that people look forward to my uh, reviews of SNL. This was, and you checked it out this time. Did you record it or did you stay up late? Uh, no, I watched it all on YouTube after. I do the oh. Bill Maher thing that you do. It, I, I mean, does it? do you not do I not feel like vindicated here? I mean, does this not make my case that it's incredibly, almost unfathomably unfunny? It is, the least, it? it is the least unfunny form of entertainment that I think I've ever no, seen. No, the least funny. No, the, oh yeah, yeah, least funny. Yes, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Why well, it is unfunny? Yeah, you had corrected me. I, I watch now like a, watching an accident on the side of the road. I hate watch. But I was rooting for Elon Musk. I mean, it was kind of ballsy of him to take the gig. He's he's hasn't done a lot of you know live stage you know on stage uh, comedy or sketch comedy, and he did a fine job. He did his best. You know, he had his mother there. He made some good jokes. He made an OJ joke, which I didn't think you were allowed to do on uh, Saturday Night Live. That was pretty good. He was nervous doing it, like he was you know, and you would uh, you would be nervous in that spot too. But that it was one, all, and, okay. and he admitted he has Aspergers, which I didn't know. Yep, I read a book about him. I don't remember it. Being about, but you could, he was all fidgety and hyper, and he's obviously a genius and a, a, a pioneer and an, and an innovator and an entrepreneur and a man to be respected, if not you know, admired and, and, and idolized. By, would, you, by, would you say, as bad as that episode was, this is what I, when I, of the what I watched, which I would assume was 50% of it at least. He had some of the funniest. He had the funniest part. I would say the OJ bit was the funniest part. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Elon Musk ever trained to be a comedian or trained to be oh. an engineer. Can you? I think he's put, he's uh, sending shit to the moon. Basically, is what he's doing. And he had the funniest line of the night in the comedy program that other people are trained to be funny for. It sending, is he could send a rocket to the moon. He's going to send rockets to Mars, but he can't save SNL. It's so bad. I could not believe, even by my cynical standards, could not believe how bad the first skit, the first sketch was about a Gen Z yeah, funeral. Was, is that what it was? Yeah, that was bad. They it were, was so yeah. unbelievably bad. The best skit is supposed to be the first one, the one that you know gets you. Go- I mean, obviously, it was so long and bad and tedious, and you're sitting there going, "This could not." have been this bad in rehearsals it was so unfunny i'm not sure who's out there like during rehearsals saying yeah this works because it didn't work i don't care what you replaced it with it was so incredibly bad then they had a kind of a ripoff on uh, on sprockets the old uh, mike mm-hmm. myers sprockets where they had the woman from iceland and it was so stupid and so unfunny i'd say the monologue was the funniest part of the thing yeah, and yeah. making fun of oj is kind of a sensitive subject on uh, on uh, uh, NBC because that's how Norm Macdonald got kicked off the show. Dick Ebersol was it? No, it was uh, yeah, it was Dick Ebersol's friends with OJ, right? I believe 
he didn't like them making fun of his friend, even though, you know, his friend killed two people, but he made an OJ joke, which was good. Hey, okay, you want to hear it? You want to hear it? This is at least one funny. Sure. Let's, let's listen to uh, Elon Musk. People are reduced to the dumbest thing they ever did. Like one time I smoked uh, weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> and now all the time I hear Elon Musk, all he ever does is smoke weed on podcasts. <laughs> like I go from podcast to podcast, lighting up joints. Uh, it happened once. It's like reducing OJ Simpson to murderer. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> That's... Okay. That's not bad. Not bad. I mean, not a bad joke. And by the way, do they write their old? They, do they write the monologue only themselves? I don't know. Kind no, of. I mean, I mean, they probably he probably contributes. He's Elon yeah. Musk, but I'm sure he gets help. And you know, he was kind of self-deprecating. It was good. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't till afterwards. But Aidy Bryant, you know, the the big girl, the big yep. Zoftic one. Yep. yep. She did not appear in any sketches. So the, the rumor is that she, they all had the uh, option to not perform with Musk because you know. It's offensive when you're talking about a guy who's made billions, created jobs, paid taxes, sent rockets to, to the moon, uh, perfected, or I should say perfected, uh, advanced uh, the electric car industry. So I could see why you would be offended. And these are people that will do skits, you know, probably, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein wants to do skits. They probably like, we're friends with Harvey Weinstein or, uh, you know, Roman Polanski or Woody Allen, but they won't do a skit with uh, with Elon Musk, a great and it's, uh, innovator. They made headlines. Actually, it was probably headlines for two weeks, right? Because they didn't have a new episode the week before. Right. You would think as, if you're making headlines about how your cast is so triggered, which they never should have been triggered by Elon Musk to begin with. But if those are your headlines, you would think you would try as hard as humanly possible to be funny for that episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you I put the 110% effort into that episode. And I've read a lot about SNL and you think a lot of effort goes into it. They got teams of writers, you know, kind of like we do here. We got a yes. team of writers helping out. Um, you would think you'd say we need like two skits, two that really work and really, I mean, not just a stupid game. Yeah, just, give me two, just give me two home runs. Uh, right. I can get singles the rest of that. Just give me two two home runs. And yeah. I attended it before I was there when Nancy Kerrigan hosted, and they do skits that don't appear on the show that suck, and they do it for the live audience, and they don't you know, actually appear. But I can't imagine what was ended up on the cutting room floor because the one that started the show was so unbelievably bad. And you know what? I, I hate... Colin Jost and Michael Che, but at least the headline segment is, um, it's topical, you know, at least I know they protect Biden and make fun of Trump still, but at least it's topical and newsy. And they did have a funny little thing with uh, Musk where they just kept back asking about Dogecoin. Dogecoin. And it was good that to me, that would be, that would be the approach where they just kept saying, what is Dogecoin? And he would explain it and they'd go, yeah, but what is Dogecoin? Yes. I don't understand it. And I've read about it. You tweet about it. Do you understand it? Do I understand? I understand it's a form of cryptocurrency that is basically a joke. Uh, I guess it's starting to have real use cases. <laughs> like, I guess uh, SpaceX is now accepting it as a form of currency to launch a spaceship to the moon next year. So that's freaking crazy, which is Elon Musk esque. I know I'm invested in it and I want him to keep tweeting about it. And that's about all I know. That's okay, it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then What is Dogecoin? Dogecoin is a cryptocurrency started by a meme. That's it. Uh, there's right, really. Right. Yeah. Now um, I'm yep. interested. I'd like to learn more. What is it? Uh, that's that's it. It's a cryptocurrency started by a meme. Hold it's on. Funny. 
Yeah, and it goes up and down with value as people buy right, more. Hold on, Conan. Yeah. You're invested in it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how much? Would you how do you uh, no, I'm up five thousand percent since I'm invested, but not a ton of money. I just did it for dumb. Five thousand percent? When did 5, you stop? When did you make the investment? Uh last year at some point, maybe like uh maybe How do you invest in Dogecoin? Do you just call your broker? You're on Robinhood, which Robinhood uh. coincidentally crashes uh dirt basically, I think it was right after SNL. The anticipation of Elon hosting was supposed to shoot it to the but, freaking but moon. He, did, he made he, he explained it like you did. It was a little confusing. Yes. And then, oh, yeah, this then, then Michael Chase says, So it's a hustle, and he goes, Yeah, it's a hustle. <laughs> Obviously yes. a joke. Yes. I bet you they were wanted to say it's a scam and they toned that down and called it a hustle. I'm not like and I'm it not went down in, 22% immediately. Yeah, I'm not deep into like the cryptocurrency world. So I, I can't explain the whole cryptocurrency blockchain back end. But at the end of the day, you're buying and selling this thing and it's going up and down in value. And whether it has real use cases or not, it's funny as shit online. It's built a community. I'll never bet against like a huge social internet community they it's what they did with gamestop right they pumped the shit out of that they're pumping dodge and i don't know it's making me win That's well i don't know i gotta learn more i gotta read up because uh, it's the more i hear the more i read the more confused i get i guess but hey if it works for elon you know it uh, i mean the guy's amazing it, the guy's amazing um and He's only what is how old is uh, how old is elon musk he's you know obviously one of these maniacs that works 20 hours a day He's not going away. He's a 49 really, years old, 49. I believe he has five kids and I don't think he you know, spends a lot of time coaching little league uh, with, I think two different women are, but uh, let's see. Uh, this, this says he's got a wife name was well, on his second wife. Now no, he's, no, he's got a girlfriend he's divorced twice. I think he's, he's divorced, divorced three twice. times, actually. I think he's divorced three times. Three times. Yeah. I don't think he, um, he's almost 50 turns 50 next month. Um, brilliant, but, uh, but he's an amazing guy, an interesting guy. And, uh, he did his best. Uh, he was not terrible. Again, I blame the writers. Hey, do we have time to do that little cut from SNL, which somebody, uh, sent it to me. I retweeted it. It was from however long ago that was 25 years when, um, uh, actually it had to be longer than that. Cause it was Clarence Thomas's hearing and, it was amazing. You have to see it to believe it. I tweeted out, this is for people who, you know, that, that mock me when I, when I, when I make fun of uh, SNL and say it's always sucked. It used to be funny as hell, edgy as hell. This is from 1991, 30 years ago. And it's mocking the uh, Clarence Thomas hearing they have a fake Joe Biden and they have uh, Ted Kennedy, that's Phil Hartman. And they have a fake Howell Heflin. That's Chris Farley. And Clarence Thomas is, I don't even know the actor here. I can't. I'm just hearing you say these names. And it's just like, it's like just so disheartening to hear these unbelievable, unbelievably funny individuals, Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, and then watch what we watched on Saturday. And Dana Carvey is one of the, and they're funny as hell, edgy as hell. They're talking about, you know, <laughs> Ted, Ted Kennedy's, uh, I don't know, but, uh, if you could play a little, yeah, I don't know if it'll work or not, but it was hilarious and it was so edgy and even offensive. And you would never, ever see that today. Did you have one of her friends tell her that you thought she was cute? I just walked right up and asked her. Hmm. <laughs> Judge Thomas, there have been charges by Professor Hill that you talked casually with her about graphic scenes in porno movies. Is that true? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And did that work? Did it break the ice? 
No, Senator, it actually offended her. Hmm. Oh, what porno movie did you talk about? Well, I uh, mainly spoke about a favorite of mine called the Hind Lick Maneuver. That's a good movie, George. But do you think hardcore porno is the way to go? Because I feel women prefer softer porn. Senator Thurman? I agree with Senator Hepburn. Yeah, that's right. The women like something with more stories and costumes. It'll transport them to another place in time. There's a lot. Like, it, it goes on, and then and Phil Hartman does Ted Kennedy, and it just, I mean, that would never, ever happen to that. That, by the way, is a Democrat and a Republican. That's Joe Biden doing most of the talking, because it's what he did in that hearing. They're mocking Joe Biden. Hell, they would never, ever do that now. Uh, and, and they're joking about <laughs> black men, I don't know, penis size on SNL. That's what it used to be like, kids, 30 years ago. You'd watch it, and you'd get You'd cringe on occasion, and then you'd wait, and there'd be some someone to get offended. I guess there was no social media, no Twitter mob. You know, they 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 just let it go, and and then not non I don't want to say bipartisan or nonpartisan, but there were uh, very few sacred cows. Unlike today, where they just like all the late night comedians, they're there for one purpose: is to protect. The administration protect the powerful, and it's, you know, it's like such a most, shame. It's such. A, I was it listening to a little. Those guys bit are of, so good. You're right, Phil Hartman. You forget oh. how good he is. That's Chris Farley. Remember the Celebrity like, Jeopardies? I used to watch that on repeat growing up. Just like uh, I, I don't know, but I was listening to a little bit of uh, Chappelle on Rogan over the weekend, and he was even just saying that he's like, I don't give a shit about the politics of the person that I meet at the bar. It's just, are you fucking funny or not? Like that was that's my mentality on a lot of this shit. Is and it's just such a shame that. In, on national TV, we can't even joke around anymore with it. We can't. I don't know. It's just. I want. And, to and I think a lot of people. The ratings are going to be good because Musk. Was, oh yeah. Uh, and they, they sent out a link. They made it like a global. That was the first time I think they've ever sent out a link that where people all over the world could watch it. I think they had to send out a YouTube link to live stream it because he was on. So. But um, <laughs> they're going to get good numbers. But that means people saw that opening skit and said, what the hell is going on here? It was so unbelievably bad. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's the opening skit. It's called Gen X. What's it called? Gen X Funeral or something? Gen it's Z Gen Funeral. Z. Gen Z. About some yeah. kid's mother dying, and they all do these weird Gen X things and take selfies, and it's so bad. You know who's good, though, is uh, Miley Cyrus. She can sing, man, and she just has a great stage presence. I, I, she's been on there before, obviously, but She's good, and she committed this, the the crime of actually texting and tweeting back and forth with Elon Musk. Which I, Elon Musk, I can't believe you would do that to someone who's you know created thousands of jobs and paid billions in taxes. But she did it, and uh, you know the mob went after her a little bit. The Twitter mob for you know for uh, for uh, legitimizing Elon Musk. But it's hey, amazing that there's not uh, there's not like growing up there was an alternative, right? Mad TV. It's amazing that nobody has capitalized on the uh, lack of humor on Saturday Night Now. That there's no other. I mean, obviously you got podcasts and YouTube, but I just mean you know from a mainstream level something comparable to. Have you ever been to um where they groom a lot of these people? It, I don't know if it was sold recently, but Second City in Chicago. Yeah, it was the funniest friggin' thing I've ever no, seen in my life. See- Live. It well, was, there was a lot of uh, skits from Second City and uh, Chris Farley, uh, the last 
Chris Farley um, documentary, I think was made uh, by his brother. A lot of it based on his book called the Chris Farley show. And there's a lot of scenes and it's hysterical. He's, he just takes over second city, but a lot of them got their start there. You're right. And it's great. But now the rules are different. It's just bizarre. The rules are different. You're not allowed to make fun of certain people. And I think everybody's antennas up, you know, saying, what are they going to do to offend whoever? I mean, think of this. If Elon Musk, they get great ratings and Elon Musk says, yeah, I had a good time. Why not have, uh, oh, I don't know, Jack Dorsey do it next. Yep. <laughs> How yep. about Bill Gates? Speaking of which, now, 30 years ago, if, you know, the richest man or one of the richest men in the world got divorced, a big deal. You know, Bill Gates, it was big news. It was all over all the, you know, tabloid shows and all the TMZs and all over Twitter. Did they make any Bill Gates jokes? I didn't, I don't remember. I do not believe they did, actually. I do not believe so. I watched the headline, uh, the whatever, weekend update. I don't think so. But, I mean, that that's an example of something that they should, you know, make a whole skit out of. It'd be, I don't think it'd be that difficult. But we'll see. Maybe they'll bring on more entrepreneurs and uh, we'll see how they do because the ratings uh, are going to be, I don't want to say astronomical, but they're going to be a hell of a lot better than they typically are. Which is remarkable the way of the world. Like you, you would think when you book the most talented, uh, the like the craziest brain, richest man in America, you would think that there's everybody in the world should be excited to watch that content. To blame Elon Musk on Twitter on Saturday night for the lack of humor is insane. Like I was seeing tweets about, you know, I don't go. What is Lauren Michaels trying to get a free ride to space or some shit like that? Mm -hmm. You want? It's like you would never turn down. Elon Musk. A rational person would never not want Elon Musk to host that show. A rational. No, and the numbers are great, and he was good, and he was weird, and he admitted he had Asperger's. By the way, he said the first host with Asperger's, and immediately somebody said Dan Aykroyd had Asperger's. I said, what? No, I didn't know that. I did not know that. It's news to me, but whatever. It's not uh, It's not all, that, not all that important. We'll see. We'll see how it does in the ratings. We'll find out today. but And we'll uh, see how Turtle Boy does in his race for school committee. Get out there if you're in uh, Holden and vote for uh, Aiden Kearney or Turtle Boy, whatever. I don't know what it says on the ballot. Do you think it just says Turtle Boy? I think it says Turtle Boy. People just draw yeah. turtles all over that good. thing. Good. Uh, be good. He'll be good. He'll, uh, you know, he'll do what's right. And check out TV Daily News because he says he's updating. He's advancing the story about uh, you know poor Michaela Miller. Is anything more uncomfortable and just offensive than when someone like Michaela Miller's mother is screaming about how she was uh, not nobody protected her. It's like Micaiah Bryant's mother is going to sue and she's blaming foster care. Well, the she was in foster care because you were not a good mother. I mean, maybe you're going to whatever sue at some point, but stay away from the cameras. You know, don't make it public. You're, you should be ashamed you neglected this child. They, this child, they took her away from you for a reason. And now you're demanding justice. I'm sorry. It doesn't work, but uh, we will see. And uh, we uh, will, uh, we'll be rooting for turtle boy. And we look at those pictures of these UMass administrators who were outdoors without masks. How dare they? Hopefully, uh, hopefully they get exposed to, you got to enjoy that. And uh, it's a big day for all of us. We get to sing. If you haven't heard, we're in a new phase, May 10th in Massachusetts. We're allowed to run road races and go to amusement parks and sing. 
Charlie Baker is going to allow us to sing. So enjoy. I know, Colin, you're a big singer. I am. I'm a little excited. The weather's so nice this morning. I think I might jump over to a water park nearby and uh, have myself Ooh. a whole day. Yeah, I, why don't you do that? Go to a water park with a mask on and sing. Do it yeah. all. Do it all today. My family is in the midst of trying to plan a uh, Disney World trip, and I'm the only one bringing up the dissatisfaction I'd have by wearing a mask. Like It's supposed to be an enjoyable family thing, right? Do I want to be walking around outside? In a mask all friggin' day? You yeah. have to. It's Florida. I know, I mean, I know I, you're doing I, California. Disney, Disney, Disney rules. Yeah. Is Disney it? Rules. Yeah. Oh, they must be like someone walking around with like a stick poking you every time the mask comes down. You know, yeah. Here's the trick, Cullinane. I don't think you could smoke, so you can't carry a cigarette, but you can carry a drink. Just get a, like a nice coffee no and don't. That. Don't put it down. Just, you know, as long as you have a nice coffee, you can say, I'm drinking. I'm eating. Nice coffee. Do they not have booze at Disney World? I haven't been there in a while. I haven't been there lately, but whatever. Yeah. Get, an, get an empty cup if you want yep. and just hold it in your hand. That way, every time the, you know, the mask, uh, you know, security team comes up to you, say, I'm drinking. Sorry, I'm drinking. That's yep. the trick. But Smoking has always been the way. Smoking gets you out of so much. Like think of all the smoke breaks at work and screw right. you and, get, and you get way. front of the line on vaccinations if you smoke. True. Yep. But smoke. you can't smoke menthols. Those have been outlawed by the Biden administration. You can walk down the street smoking a big fat joint, but you can't smoke a Newport. That's the state of America today. But that's for another day. We will leave it there. Cullinane, thanks to Turtle Boy and thanks to DCU and Allied Paving and Shake Concrete and everybody for listening and for watching on YouTube and responding. Have you been reading all the comments? Oh, yeah. Very supportive of our uh, negative SNL takes. The uh, They think the, the UMass story is just absolutely ridiculous. And then a lot of Turtle Riders in the mix uh, since he announced he was coming on live. So vote for uh, Aiden Kearney today. And Thank you can, you, um, you know what? If you follow me on Twitter or the, the show, you can follow the show what is it on Twitter at Callahan or at Callahan podcast. And you can go yes. to Callahan podcast.com. We'll take you right to the, uh, you can, uh, we will be tweeting out turtle boys, uh, blogs today and his photographs of those, uh, UMass frauds. So if you want to follow him or follow, you know, his work, I'll tweet it out. The show will tweet it out. You know, follow us anyway, follow me, follow Dave, follow the show. All right. Easy enough. Excellent. We will leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever, the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damien Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanimal. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, 
because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.